0: You're listening to an encore presentation of we the people you can hear this show live every friday night from 7 until 8 p.m your source for locally how you can get involved to make a difference tune in thanks for listening get out there and make a difference Texas, Hayes County, and the rest of the world. This is Friday night. This is We the People, and it is the 6th of May 2022. This is Rob Roark here in the studio with you as we talk about how you can get involved to make a difference locally, regionally. Yes, you can make a difference, and uh, in the studio with me tonight, Gabriel Moore and uh, I love the bicycle she rides up on here. We've got it all, uh, uh, got the flags and everything else. And she is running for the uh, San Marcos CISD school board, place four. And uh, uh, you know what? Tomorrow, it's the last day you can vote in the election. So you know what? Get out and vote get a friend get out there but you got to be in the right district so we'll tell you about how you can figure that out here in just a minute and uh you want to say hey to everybody gabriel hello there you go there we go All right, and, uh, oh, by the way, this is a political commentary show, and the views expressed on this show are those of the hosts, the guests, and not necessarily those of SMTX CRA, the governing board of KZSM. You are listening to True Community Radio, San Marcos, Texas. Hey, send a text right now. Tell everybody, tune in, because we have got some great discussion going to be happening about your school board. Folks, if you don't know why that's not important, stay tuned. Be right back with you. Live here with you, and uh, Gabriel Moore is here in the studio. And you know, I, I talked about this last week. You know, being on the school board is up there with one of those thankless jobs, okay? You don't get paid for it, you have lots of hours, you have parents that are, you've got parents, you've got teachers, you've got all sorts of people that are trying to pull you different directions. And you've got to make the best decisions, not just for the kids right now, but for the next 10 years or what's going to happen for 20 years. Because, you know, not only those decisions that you make at the elementary school level right now are going to carry along with those children all the way to the high school level. You may or may not still be on the school board at the time, but what you do and what you influence has a lot of influence on our kids in the community. Uh, You agree or disagree? Yes, of course.
1: (laughs) Yes. I I would be a big part of the decision-making process, and I would also be a part of molding what the future holds for the school district.
0: And what do you see as the priorities for the school board? You know, give me, you know, what are the top two things that you see are the priorities that school board or what you need to be on the school board in order to influence?
1: Teacher retention and teacher hiring. Uh, It's a national story. It's a local story. We're losing so many teachers because of the intense pressures of teaching in the age of COVID uh, that are unprecedented and we have to of course have competitive wages which we do. Uh, Teachers and staff just got a raise from the board they voted on it Um, but it's not just wages and I'm glad that everybody seems to agree now that teachers need to be paid you know (laughs) they need to be compensated better that they're actually you know molding our future Uh, but they also need to have their stress levels reduced a lot of them don't even have a planning period anymore because they're being called out to cover for another absent teacher, whether it's COVID or whether they're just, uh, whether they resigned or they're just not, those classes aren't being covered anymore. And so they have to sub for these other classes and they're staying, they're going home and staying up until midnight, trying to get their homework done. There's just too much paperwork. And they all tell me the same thing.
0: And it's the, the, the work level, the stress level, um and you know, it, the burnout is, is really, you're right, COVID has changed so much, but now more than ever, we're coming back after COVID. And I keep hearing these antidotes from different people and different teachers that it is getting the children back, or the students, excuse me, back focused that has been very difficult for them. And uh, a lot of people feel that the parents really just aren't there supporting the teachers and supporting the kids as they're getting back to COVID right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that the teachers are just bearing so much brunt of the blame of what's going on. You know, they, they're getting blamed for lower test scores. They're getting blamed for uh, kids acting out. What's really happening is that um, everybody just needs a lot more mental health support in the school district, and I think that we really need to be clear about it. Um, fortunately, the school board uh, communities in schools, which is a nonprofit org, is going to be on all campuses in the fall. I think that's a really great start. Uh, they have social workers on staff. I think we need more of that.
0: So, and and you're right. I I do agree with you that. Uh, this is, you know, one of the things that hopefully is coming to the front is the need for the social uh, support network. You know, we've talked about that for the kids and for the families and for the teachers. You know, we, we've got to have those on, I don't know, is somewhere that people can go uh, and, you know, which is one thing. And then also what's the new system that we're all going to be working in? Correct. Yeah.
1: Everybody's just trying to find their way. I mean, through COVID, the whole, you know, every school district was just trying to figure it out. We haven't seen a global pandemic for 100 years, so nobody really had any kind of outline to go by. So they did the best they they could. And I think that we did, you know, well, looking at the circumstances.
0: But okay, so how do we get the kids back on track?
1: exactly how do we um, and like I said I think that uh, stressing metrics and standardized testing is really not the way to do it that is not going to you know to tell kids that they need to buckle down and make better grades is probably not going to get us to where we need to be uh, we need to be the, getting them engaged again and really the primary way to get kids more engaged is to have great teachers who are feeling inspired and feel free to teach you know if they're feeling oppressed by paperwork and star testing and uh, meeting certain standards and feeling micromanaged by either administration or parents, then uh, they're probably not going to be the most inspiring teachers. When I think back about or when I look at my own daughter and uh, she had one particular teacher was her orchestra director, who really was unusual, creative, ADHD, totally inspiring, uh, and he kept her in school. I mean, she, was, she would have not cared about school if not for orchestra. So kids need to have something that hooks them in.
0: Well, and you, you're, you're talking about the arts, and that's one of the things that, um, you know, here as part of our mission, right, is to music education. You know is very important to us, but music education is not necessarily always at the schools. You know it is at home, it is at different places, it is around the community. But it's the art teachers that uh, you know not everybody is of the same mold, right? Right. You know? And so that's where you get to that standardized testing. How do you test someone's creativity? Right. Well,
1: do we need to? I mean, really, creativity is people are more, most creative when they feel the freedom to do it. When they're not feeling like they have to meet some kind of standard. Right. I I went to an arts high school, and uh, we did have to meet a whole lot of standards, and it was oppressive. I I got extremely stressed out by that kind of environment, and art became no longer fun for me. I don't think that that's really the way that we should look at arts.
0: Right, and I'm I, I and I agree. I'm just saying, you know, that is. Those are those uh, sometimes intangible things, you know, for for our students. And one of the things that I – when I'm talking about education with people is that, you know, our – our goals, you know, we talked uh, last week uh, with your opponent in the race, and we talked about what should be the goals of the school district. And he was saying that uh, uh, to get them into either the military, uh, college, or a uh, some kind of a skill uh, you know, whether it is the building trades, whether it is uh, the cooking, you know, wh- whatever it may be, that they leave high school with the skills to go out and to further towards uh, staying here in the community and making, uh, making a living wage. And so, you know, that was, you know, one of the things there. I don't know, how do you feel about the, what should be the goals of the uh, uh, school district?
1: Oh yeah, we obviously are wanting to launch successful people. Um, not every kid is going to know what they want to be when they grow up. I think that probably both of us didn't know at that time. I age.
0: still don't know. <laughs> I've been here at the radio station now 5 years as a volunteer part-time. Who knows? I'm out there, you know, I I lose a job after 14 years doing the the usual stuff at the, you know, working for a uh, a Company, and here I am selling out at the flea markets out of a van every week, three oh, times a day. Wow. Yeah, three times a week.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting story.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, yes, I, you know, here I am at 55, 56, going through the COVID changes, going oh. through all of these changes, but hmm. riding the surf. You know, you never know where it's going to go. And a lot of those are those skill sets that I have in sales those skill sets that I have in uh with diction you know being you know going back to when I was a senior in high school and I had everything I needed and my my uh, stepmom saying here go take this vocabulary uh building class why because you need to be there doing something and this is something that you can use go take a typing class Okay, you know, here typewriters, all that's going. But yet, here I am still writing business letters. I'm still using a computer. So the skills that, you know, we had, this is back at a time in the 80s when, you know, the computers were coming in. I got in, I had, uh, somebody had an Apple computer. I had fun with it. I got into that. I found out I wasn't a good programmer. But I knew enough about the computers that I got into Semiconductor, and I got where I could manage other people. I could train other people on how to use those computers. And I got where I could know how to manage the engineers that are writing the code that they talk about right now.
1: Managing people is a really good skill. Uh, And, I mean, you bring up a good point. I was listening to a podcast recently where um, the hosts were talking about their old jobs, very random, weird some dumb jobs and how from every job we derive some kind of skill set that we bring into our next job. Nothing is lost when you get experienced. You meet all kinds of interesting people. Um, I had a completely different career at one time and you know it is unrelated to my current career but I learned a lot.
0: And I, I think that's something you know that we've got to be honest with our kids about. And, you know, I think this is something that, you know, when I talk with my kids now, they both graduated here. Uh, My daughter's 30, has a daughter. She's up in South Dakota. She got into welding on her uh, senior year here. I heard you say that. And, uh, you know, my son... uh, graduated early because, uh, and he got into computers uh, here in Austin, making good money. But, you know, there were certain things that they were missing that, you know, we go back and we talk about. Uh, you know, my daughter, the big one for her was life skills. She said, you know, they just really didn't teach us about loans, loan sharks, you know, the the, the bad stuff that's out there that's going to catch you.
1: Yeah, I totally and, agree. I mean, life skills, I the problem is that we have to devote so much time to standardized testing and teaching to the test, I mean, let's be frank. Mm-hmm. And so there's not enough time necessarily in the day to also do the arts, sports, extracurriculars, and be able to teach life skills. I think that's extremely important and I do wanna get back to it.
0: Let's come back to them and take a quick station ID break here and uh, we're gonna come on back. I do wanna talk uh, uh, about you know, what the alternative is if we don't have testing what's the benchmark how do we know where our schools are how do we compare how do we know that we are producing the 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 students that are going to go on that are going to support our communities so you know because life with that i i agree with you that i think that we've gone swung too far in the testing but then what's the alternative you know, and and that's kind of, uh, I, I think the other side of the coin, and that's the territory we don't know exactly where we're going to. I think uh, that's uh, again in the post-COVID world. Uh, this is Rob Burke with you. We are here on revolving. I'm I'm sorry. On We the People, KZSM True Community Radio, and I'm here with Gabrielle Moore, and uh, uh, she is running for school. Uh, District. uh, SMCISD place four. four. SMCISD place four. Thank you. See, that's where if I don't have myself ready, I will stumble and say the wrong things. But my guests are here to make sure that I say the right things. That helps me out. And uh, we're going to be right back with you here after uh, talking about some of the shows that you can hear uh, other parts of the week.
2: order in the court in the distant year of 2021 mankind has traveled to the far reaches of outer space this vast galaxy is full of life forms of every shape and size and there is one common need that unites them all not food not water in space Everybody needs a lawyer. But who can rise to the challenge? Who has the guts to defend the denizens of our universe? I'll tell you who Lance Vibrato, astronaut Astronaut attorney. Attorney. Tune in every Sunday at 9 p.m. to hear the cosmic courtroom comedy that befalls Lance Vibrato, astronaut Astronaut Attorney. attorney. Only on KZSM.org. New for 2022
1: is the monthly series, The Personhood Project, made possible by a grant from the San Marcos Art Commission. At its core, The Personhood Project is a poetry exchange that looks to connect incarcerated writers to the larger poetry community. Writings from the project culminate into this series, which explores poetry's ability to provide the tools necessary to process trauma, lead toward personal growth, and help reduce recidivism in the carceral system. Tune in to The Personhood Project the last Sunday of each month at 4 p.m. for conversations with poets about these subjects and so much more.
2: Frank Zappa said, so many books, so little time... Quiet! Groucho Marx observed, Outside of a dog, a book is a man's best friend. Inside of a dog, it's too dark to read. (coughs) Quiet! To find out what others think about books, join Priscilla Vancellina on Tuesdays at 4pm on kzm.org when she hosts Bookmarked, a program for real book people. (coughs) Quiet! Quiet, damn dog!
0: And yeah, we're back with you. And yes, I do vote in primaries. I vote in every election. And, you know, why is this important, folks? All right. So you're getting your, uh, uh, if you haven't, uh, even if you rent, uh, somebody out there is getting a appraisal. That appraisal is giving you an estimate of what that value is going to be. And most values are going up, which means your taxes are going up, which means your third portion or somewhere close to that that goes to the San Marcos CISD or whatever school district you are with, all right, is also just as important as your taxes you're spending at the city and the taxes going to the county. You yeah, know?
1: I do want to I want to talk about that because uh, even though... Property values have gone up something like 47% in one year in Hayes County. Of course, people, if they have a homestead exemption, it's only supposed to go up about 10%. It's supposed to be capped. However, even though a huge chunk of that is designated to go toward the school district, SMCISD, SMCISD is capped per capita, per student, by the state of Texas. And any excess has to be sent back to the state so they're not seeing any of that extra revenue and that goes into the general fund for the state to do with what as they wish
0: that's the uh robin hood
1: that is robin Mm -hmm. hood and because uh texas is one of six states that uh depends our school funding on average daily attendance instead of total enrollment Mm -hmm. uh we are susceptible to um the absences in particular due to covid so Attendance is down 10% since 2020. And that has put us into a recapture scenario, or Robin Hood, as you said. Even though this school district is over 70% low income, just the situation that San Marcos CISD would be having to send money back because we're too wealthy because the property values went up when we don't even get to see that funding feels pretty criminal. But that is the way our school funding is set up by the state. And the only place that can change is the legislature.
0: And that is a good point. And, uh, you know, this is where uh, it's very important that you talk about these issues with the candidates right now. You go out and you talk to uh, uh, Aaron Zwiener, who is you know, our representative right now until the election and no, you know, it, I'm not saying hopefully, but I'm just saying, you know, she may be, you know, there after the election, you know, all depends on uh, on that. Uh, but you've got your state senators, you've got uh, uh, Senator Zaffarini, you've got uh, Senator Campbell that represent our areas here and. Education, you know, in changing that formula, I think that's something that you, we need to be more clear about coming from the school district, in my mind, because you latched onto it pretty good. I, I, I tossed the ball over there and, and you, you hit it out of the park because that is the critical thing for us, is that, yes, you know, you see all this money going to the school district, but they're not receiving it. The point on that is, okay, so that is your money that is going somewhere, all right? Whether it is, uh, you know, going to another school district, you know, you may want to, considering the poverty rate that we have.
1: It's supposed to go to another school district because that is really the whole concept of Robin Hood, but it isn't necessarily. The general fund they can spend however they wish, quite a bit of it is going to charter schools, which don't have the accountability that the public school system does.
0: Mm, that's an interesting. So you want to elaborate on that a little bit with well, the charter schools versus the public schools? We don't yeah. have a charter here. Well, yes and no. Uh, uh, talk about that a minute.
1: Yeah. So charter schools. Um, okay. So public schools have to take whoever is in their district, right? Uh, they don't get to choose their population. If um, there is a special needs student, then they have to accommodate them. Uh, they're uh, required to educate everyone in the district. Um, charter schools do not have that mandate. Now, they maybe they say, oh, look, our test scores are so much higher, um, we are educating everyone, but it's often a lottery system, and they do cherry pick their populations. It is not comparable, not comparable to the public schools, but I think that a lot of charter schools try to pass it off that way. And uh, the the good thing about government um, I know you're a libertarian, but, <laughs> but I think, really, one of the best things about government is the forced sunshine. They, we have to have transparency. You put a, you know, an open records request, and then you get that information, hopefully. I mean, there's been issues with that, but private companies, charter schools, don't necessarily have those same requirements.
0: Uh, and no you I, I like when my guests come in here and kind of uh, have me uh, already figured out on a lot of things for over the years um <laughs> well and and just to clarify here I am on the liberty side of the Republican party okay and that that puts me uh, they all think I'm a libertarian anyway but i I am actually a republican um <laughs> Just a different kind of Republican. You are definitely okay. a different
1: kind, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes.
0: Um, but going back, let's let's take, for instance, where I was kind of uh, saying, here in San Marcos, we also have uh, alternatives. We do have uh, uh, some private schools, uh, some church uh, uh, schools, and we also have the Baptist Academy. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and it, it's not necessarily – Charter schools are they are are those? How do those fit in?
1: Charter schools get a certain percentage of public funds of tax funds. Okay, um, I think it's half of the amount, but I'm sorry, I don't know exactly. I believe it's you know it's a frac you know it's a large fraction. Right. It's not the same as public schools. They have to do a lot of their fundraising, but they are getting public monies.
0: In order to send the – and, you know, it's the same thing. A certain amount of money goes with each child that we talked about that you get that uh, each year as long as they show up. As long as they show up. Yeah. Exactly. And that's why the important thing – I mean, that's why you'll see them going around in the cars, going and finding these kids and bringing them on in. And And our
1: um, our enrollment is down about 250 students since the beginning of the pandemic as well.
0: And that's an interesting, you know, especially since we have a lot of new homes, a lot of new growth that's coming in. We even have new school, uh, Trace, uh, out here uh, on the other side of the outlet malls. You know, it's one I'm thinking, you know, we have a new community. We've got a new school that's built out there. Right. Uh, and I don't remember the name of the school.
1: I'm blanking also right I'm now. I'm sorry. <laughs> look, look I, I,
0: I, but um, Uh, I guess I I know I've been kind of watching as it's been going up. Uh, The point on that is that we're going to generate new, hopefully, families and children and, you know, and and coming for the homes uh, for all of this growth that we're seeing. But we're also seeing a lot of the apartments and we're seeing a lot of uh, growth here in San Marcos. Uh, that you don't, it's a lot harder. I don't know whether it's harder for kids in apartments, but when they're mobile and moving around, it's a lot different than when they are in a home there for the entire time. Absolutely. I mean, we're
1: talking about um, an over 70% low-income district. You know, a lot of parents are having to just move from apartment, you know, chase the lowest rent. And so, yeah, they are having to move their kids around. Um, That's often a lot of what redistricting is about as well, because the populations are changing, and they have to, you know, try to balance it. Um, It it is, you know, just yet another stress for those kids. I want to get back to the testing question, because you left a cliffhanger before. I did, and and we
0: went off a different direction. I was going to bring us back. Let's go ahead and get back to it. All
1: right, because I I didn't feel like uh, it was – it was pushing me into a corner that I did not place myself in. No,
0: that's fine. I
1: do believe that we have to have metrics. I We have to have them. Uh, we have to have some kind of standardized testing. Otherwise, we would lose our accreditation, which means that we would lose our funding. Right. So, I mean, that's not even an option.
0: Right. And I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, to push it that direction. Okay. That wasn't where I was wanting to go with that question. We're going to take a, a let's, let's get where I was talking about is so if. If you do have the testing, I mean, I feel we went way too far with the testing, where it's just pass the test, show up, schools get their money, we get a little, you know, four-star rating, you know, three-star rating, whatever it is, and that is how you are supposed to judge the school. Okay, so the flip side of that is we don't have any accountability, so... You know, somewhere in between, and you know, this kind of goes back to you were talking about, you know, my libertarianism, I guess. You know, is no, you know, we can't really have a free wheeling school district without any metrics, but yet we don't want to squelch everything and have it so industrialized that our metrics are all that we're
2: judging.
1: Right, exactly. It sounds like we actually agree on this subject. I think pretty so. Much. Yeah, I mean, it's just gone too far. You know, we're never gonna get rid of it. You and I were dealing with the Iowa test, I think. Yeah. Um, so we've always had standardized testing. We always have to have some form of measurement. But uh, like you say, I mean, we just need to have, you know, what do they measure? And let's, I, I wanna be frank. I mean, do they measure just the wealth of a district? Because, you know, a wealthier district is going to have higher test scores. Why? Because, you know, they have more resources. They are in tutoring, perhaps, or they're in all kinds of extracurriculars. They have lots of support at home.
0: Yeah, or their parents have gone through uh, college or gone through advanced learning. Right. That they've learned how to do these uh, things. And also the other thing is with the wealth, too, you may not have both parents having to work.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I
0: mean that is a big one. You know, we I, we talked uh, on uh, Hispanic Stories uh, a couple weeks back with Tia Recha uh, about the importance of sitting down at a meal and how we are this fast food Everybody's going to their rooms, everybody's on their phones. they're all doing or're not sitting down in a meal together and, and having those discussions about what happened at school today what you know and the stories and things like that.
1: I'm feeling judged right now <laughs> no, ever since my daughter moved out i I don't want to cook anymore
0: uh, <laughs> well would you say that's a different story, okay. I guess I'm not trying but it was going back it's the stories that you can have as a family over a meal okay yeah and I think that's where you know it's when you know my dad would work my you know we i was lucky enough that my it, we didn't weren't rich but my dad worked for the government you know and you know by the time I got up to school i was the only one left at home and you know they were my stepmom was able to take that time with me. And we'd make a meal, and she made sure that we sat down to a meal. But Were we didn't you close have. with her? Oh, yeah. And we didn't have any phones at the time. You know, that's a whole other yeah. issue altogether right yeah. now. You know, but uh, an evil one at that, I guess. <laughs> uh, I, okay, so let's testing's out of the way we got that we're going to let's take a quick break here cuz I'm uh, I am a little past, past my time but I did want to talk about that and uh, we'll be right back with you. You're listening to kcsm.org True Community Radio San Marcos Texas. This is We the People Every Friday Night. How you can tune in and uh, hear about what's going on locally and we're here with Gabriel Moore tonight Uh, S-M-C-I-S-D place four and uh, the election is tomorrow is the last day to vote so make sure you get out and vote and we'll be right back with you.
2: Thank you for listening to KZSM. I'm Marianne Reese host of Senior Centric a program designed for and around us seniors. My intent is a tweak you're caring about yourself, others, and our world, as well as the curiosity to know and learn more. Hope you'll join me on Senior Centric, first Thursdays of each month from 2 to 3 o'clock on KZSM. If you'd like to contact me, do so at lifelonglearningsmgmail.com.
1: This is Patsy Liao, host of a new show here on KZSM.org, appreciating classical music. Join me every fourth Thursday at 2 p.m. for an exploration of what makes classical music relevant today. Celebrate the best of classical composers and their masterpieces in an easy-to-digest hour-long show. That's Appreciating Classical Music with me, Patsy Liao, right here on kzsm.org, True Community Radio.
2: Hey y'all. This is Diesel D, host of KZSM's Veterans Hour. I want to remind everybody that Soldier Songs and Voices is meeting every Monday at Cheatham Street Warehouse from 5 until 7 p.m. If you are a veteran or active service member of the Armed Forces and want to learn how to write songs and play guitar, stop by Cheatham Street Warehouse, located at 119 Cheatham Street, or visit us online at soldiersongsandvoices.com. Hi. I'm Tony Wilson, host of Roots and Branches on Sunday afternoons from 2pm to 4pm here on kzsm.org I play all kinds of music from Texas and beyond, so join me on Sundays at 2 on kzsm.org San Marcos' true community radio station
0: back live here in the studio with you and uh, if you are out and about tonight after you finish listening to the show go down to the square they are having the start of the Friday uh, uh, music on the square and uh, Mateo is down there for KCSM tonight hopefully listening in and uh, uh, go by and say hey and he's got some t-shirts for sale and he's got some stickers and all sorts of cool stuff for you and you can also find out how you can get involved in the family here I had uh, Cooper stop by just right before we got started tonight. And, uh, uh, of course, you get me talking about the st- station and how to get involved. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, I'll get going. So uh, we'll see. See if he gets a show or if he's going to come in and help us out or But you can do all sorts of things. You can also go and uh, make a donation. We are a 501c3. We live on donations, folks. That's how we keep the lights on and keep things going here and keep the air conditioning going so our guests don't sweat too much. Although, uh, I don't know, some of my questions can get them sweating. But uh, ah, kidding. Uh, So let's go back. One of the things that I did want to make sure of, Tell people, because we're going to do this again, how can people find out more about you? How can they find your website?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, com is my website, and there is a great schedule with voting center locations on there and a district four map. So if you're wondering, you, all you have to do is uh, input your address into a Google map. Um, that my treasurer made and it's fantastic and so you can see because it's uh the lines changed after the 2020 census so they kind of did it last minute make sure that um you check your address before you go vote and make sure that district four is indeed on your ballot there have been some mismapping on some people's ballots this election
0: Ah, after redistricting no that never happens yeah it's confusing it's hard it and is it, you've go look at your your uh, uh voter registration card but then again you know check on that map and uh, see i think i'm still uh, no i'm sure i'm still in the the district i'll find out if i go vote tomorrow and they say no i'm not uh, you but, are uh, on hunter yeah
1: um yes you sh- wait 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 no you are not in district four you are in district three
0: Ah, it changed on me. That's true. I forgot about that. I'm I the think one. you
1: were last time too, right?
0: Yeah, but I thought it changed right in the area there. So that's why yeah. I got it. I'm gotta i going to check. Um, yeah, you're
1: only going to vote on constitutional amendments.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I'm still going to go. Yeah. I I, I just don't know. Uh-huh. Okay, because I know that it, it kind of wiggled around on Hunter Road out there. And so that's why yeah. I, I need to make. I think I'm still in the same in, in District 3, We'll look it
1: up after the show. Yeah, we'll find out here. <laughs> Okay, Rodriguez Elementary is the one in Trace.
0: Ah, there we go. <sighs> ding, ding, ding. Okay, the trivia for the school board candidates know yeah, well, all I your schools. I, no, I'd say I couldn't have told you that one either. Um, treasurer, that's an interesting one there. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, and just I'm gonna I'm gonna go off on it for just a minute. Uh, I uh, found out today that uh, my good friend uh, David Crowell passed away uh, from pancreatic cancer on Wednesday. And uh, my uh, heart felt out to Nancy and to his son and to uh, all the family. But uh, David was my treasurer for when I ran for Congress. Oh, well, wow. And, you know, that is one of those jobs that you rely on your treasurer. Okay, to keep you honest, to keep you straight, you know, and, hey, help me out. And that's one of the hardest people to find for a team when you're running for office. Yeah,
1: because it's yeah, it's so detail-oriented, and then they have to turn in these reports at very specific times. And they have to look – they have to be accurate. You can't make numbers up.
0: Well, David was a uh, – had been a uh, – CPA, and he used to go in and audit uh, all these different companies. And he worked for a big company and uh, out of Houston, and they would go in and just, you know, tear apart the books. And so uh, David, we got him involved here. And he was one of us that was a different kind of Republican. And uh, he made a lot of enemies within the Republican Party era. But uh, uh, he was also probably one of the best things for the Republican Party in Hayes County. I, it, but uh, just that treasurer in in being that CPA and doing that, you know. Yeah.
1: I'm so sorry your friend died.
0: Oh, I just, I, I just wanted to kind of – you talked about the treasurer on that. And then the other thought on that was my son at the time – I was doing uh, a lot of computer work he had done uh, that's how he learned a lot of the coding and the things that he does now uh, was uh, on my uh, congressional campaign and uh, he was 15 at the time and uh, that was uh, uh, he got to put that as one of his uh, first bullets was uh, IT manager for the (laughs) uh, Rob Roar for Congress campaign (laughs) but David needed uh, all of his books on his computers switched over he had two new computers so here's a 16 15 i think at the time 15 or 16 somewhere in there and he did all his work for David about 3 or 4 hours over there at his house and got everything going for him and so David gave him i think about $120 you know <laughs> and just that was when those light bulbs went on wait a minute I can make money doing this. Yeah. And so, you know, just more and more, he would work for uh, people would need help with their computers. And so that's how he got that experience. Yeah. And so, I, you know, it's not just always in the schools that the learning happens, but it's in conjunction so that we have a well-rounded person.
1: Absolutely. And, uh, you know, guidance counselors are so important in the school just to help guide people you know, find out where it is that they're wanting to go. If it's college, great. Um, and the like the ACC credit that the kids can get in high school, I think, is just invaluable. I wish that my child had taken advantage of it. If you have kids in school, go that direction.
0: Okay, so basically, you can go, and there's a, a small fee. That they have, and just generally, if you are having problems uh, paying that, that the, the there's there's programs to get that paid. Yeah. Okay. If you go to ACC, you're talking about how much for a credit now? About mm. $100, $200, a hundred, two hundred, three hundred dollars a I think credit? it's over three hundred. Yeah. At the at the community college.
1: Yeah, because we're out of district.
0: Right. Yeah. So if if you can go and you can get three credits, okay. For a small fee at the the school versus $900, folks, if you had to go in to pay for that. Yeah, eat that up. Take advantage of that.
1: Yeah, and so many of them are transferable to, like, UT or Texas State or all of our big universities in in the state.
0: And those transferable credits do – shoot, I've got – Credits I was dragging around, you know, for 10, 12, 15 years, I think, you know, and, <laughs> and you know, they all add up. Sometimes, you know, they, yeah. they, they I had to redo some new stuff, but, you know, they all add up. Um, so it's, you know, that's one way of getting people involved, you know, locally in the schools. You've got uh, Texas State is right here as a resource. Uh, and I think going down early on and looking at the programs that we have here at Texas State, I think is good for the, you know, even in eighth grade. Yeah, you know, yeah, touring,
1: I, touring the schools, touring the different colleges. Of course, there's, you know, college and career day that comes to the high school. All of it is just, you know, to get the kids excited and ex- inspired. I mean, they really are going through such a difficult time right now with, being re-engaged to go back to school and be in the classroom and sit down all day long and do work
0: yeah and that is you know you're you're working on the kids and then i'm i'm like oh, so who's working on the parents you know how are we doing and and that's the hard thing out yeah. there you know is you know, a lot of us are just trying to, to make the money, you know, and it's getting harder and harder to make the money because the money is not going as far. And so now we've got that stress that's there. You have a lot of uh, evictions that are going on right now.
1: Yeah, the the housing instability is such a huge part of people's story here in a lot of places. But here is where I am in touch with it. And... um I've been working on that issue for a long time. You know, I'm a real estate agent. I was on planning and zoning before this, uh, and my um, areas of interest are housing affordability coupled with environmental preservation. I think that those are completely aligned with each other, um, and land use planning. Uh, and you know, so many of our people are left out, they don't show up to these public meetings because they're, you know, busy working their second or third job. They don't even, you know, know about it. The people, I'm also into uh, active transportation advocacy. Um, As you saw, I rode my bike, but I ride my bike regularly. I'm not doing it just for, you know, to show off or something. I mean, you can see that thing is a beast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, but the, the most common person who rides a bicycle is a working class Hispanic male. Yeah. they're not going to show up to a public meeting and advocate for bike lanes you know they're just probably on the frontage road of i-35 which is the most dangerous place to ride. right a
0: bike. and that is one of the things that, that has really bothered me is that i look at where these where the sidewalks are where the you know and when we talked about adding in sidewalks at one time i thought that that was going to be there along i-35 you know where you have the people trying to tra- come back and forth from Barrio Piscata, from you know the uh, where the affordable areas are, they're living with mom and dad or taking care of mom. Yeah, and Yeah, it
1: has to do with Text DOT, a uh, Text DOT road versus a city road. Oh Who's yeah, paying for I mean it's just so many jur- jurisdictions. I would love to talk about land use planning, but I'm, I don't think I should here.
0: Yeah, this uh, okay. That's a whole other. We'll, we'll come back and talk about that <laughs> another night. You are invited to come back and uh, as you have time, uh, you know, in between doing school board stuff now. Um, what what do you see that you can make the most influence on the school board with your experience and with what you have, if elected?
1: Um, okay, so I've done a lot of public service. I've, you know, done a lot of civic volunteer work. I've been engaged, you know, in elections for a long time, just as a volunteer, I've blockwalked walked for candidates that i believed in i mean we've seen each other for years in this whole realm and you know it's i mean we align we overlap in a lot of ways because we both believe that democracy is a participatory yeah. sport it is it is
0: and it's it's a, it's not one side or the other it is not always black and white not at all okay it is about coalition building it is about what are your values and what are you going and being straight with people about what those values are
1: yeah and, and figuring out what our common goals are because often they are very common and i really would love to um dispel this red team blue team stuff that has oh, yeah. just infiltrated every part of society including school boards it has no place there because um, there is well it's a nonpartisan race and it should be a nonpartisan race I think everybody probably most people believe in the education of our kids and the way that it it directly influences the future for all of us so that should be where we align and where our goals are common
0: yeah and and that I think is where we really miss out. Yes, I've got my political views, you know you yeah you know, we we talk about it, I get about it, but on the other side of it, I'm not that red demon wearing a maga hat. okay, that's not me. that's yeah, I don't even go there. uh <laughs> but I was raised in a family that my mother, walk-walked right before I was born for uh, uh back in 64 for Barry Goldwater.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, and uh my dad was the the democrat and you know they both voted differently but they were middle of the road kind of people. Yeah, interesting. And uh then uh, uh my mother uh fought uh At the University of Michigan, the United Auto Workers tried to come in and unionize the clerical workers at the university. And her big thing was, I don't want the UAW. You know, if I'm okay with the union, if we want to have a union, I just just don't. It was just, I'm not an auto worker. I don't want these people. They were crooks, you know, in her mind. And, Uh you know, and yeah, actually they were. Uh, But (laughs) so I grew up around that political activism my dad was a boy scout and led the boy scout troops and was all about uh you know going out and planting the flags you know and and doing these things and i still have my friends that remember uh, him at the boy scout meetings and the troops and that and that was an influence on them
1: yeah and my parents were involved my father was um uh helped people uh, with criminal justice issues people who couldn't afford legal representation he was uh, on the board of a nonprofit for that so he would come home and I would go to meetings with him when I was a little kid and listen to the attorneys talking about these um, police brutality cases and you know it's like you know some things don't change um, I, my parents were both heavily involved in civil rights in the 60s and were telling those stories and, you know, directly affected and targeted, uh, you know, they lived in Texas. So it was so, a different time.
0: And well, and I guess where both of these stories are going is that, yes, we grew up involved in politics, but not the, the, not the acidic stuff that we're seeing now. Exactly okay is that you know you you would agree to disagree you would when you when it came down to the local stuff you could yes agree or disagree a little bit but you know everybody you know came together
1: right and I we grew up in a time where you didn't talk about religion and politics in <laughs> polite company
0: yeah and that, this is true you know is it uh, you know I, it, there, there was always the, the the old guy sitting there on the On the porch drinking the beer that I'd hang out, you know, the old guys and uh, down at the corner store. And, you know, I've I've always been interested in stories, you know, and and talking to people. So they, you know, they'd always, yeah, they'd have that, you know, about the president this or that or, you know, and you just kind of smiled and okay. And then, you know, let the old guys tell their stories, you know. Uh, So this is school board, nonpartisan. This is local
1: yeah so i've I have operated on city boards before uh, with all kinds people from all kinds of different uh, facets of thought. And yes, we did have to work on coalition building. We did have to try to influence and persuade each other in certain ways. And sometimes, you know, that wasn't effective at all. And often I was a minority vote. Uh, but, I always, you know, voted my conscience and I always tried to explain the reasons that I was voting. I think I learned later on that I needed to explain more of the reasons why I was voting that way. Um, so, you know, there is a skill to, uh, you know, operating under Robert's rules on a board and as coalitions.
0: And let's, we've got just a couple more minutes here in the show. and. L- give your pitch to everybody talk to our listeners out there why should you be on the school board
1: um I'm dedicated to public service for whatever reason it is as Rob said a thankless job in many ways but I feel driven to it apparently because I keep doing it um and that really is because of the way that I was raised just like you I mean we you know I feel like we're put here to try to make the world a better place than we found it. And that's just our job. We're not going to finish that job. We're just going to continue and then pass the torch. Uh, I believe in public education and uh, the way that it has everything to do with the foundation of the future, not just for kids, but for all of us, even people who do not have school age children or who have never had children. This matters and this is something that I try to talk to, to people about all of the time. Uh, I think our teachers need our support right now. The school staff need support and the kids, the students really need support right now. Uh, they they don't need blame for uh, low test scores. We need to figure out together how to help them thrive and achieve and uh, do well in what can really be a great opportunity in San Marcos CISD. I think that we have a unique demographic here. Um, I love the fact that we only have one high school where everybody has to be together. I think that that uh, that is a strong point that other areas don't have where they can segregate themselves.
0: And on that note there, thank you very much for coming in, Miss Gabriel Moore, and uh good luck to you tomorrow.
1: Um look on my website for the voting centers because I didn't name them all. Of course the government center, you've got Dunbar, uh there's the housing authority um off of uh Barrio's Pescado over there.
0: Um Well the Housing Authority, that's housing over, authority, yeah. over off of uh where am I trying to think of? So I well the, the East of
1: East of I thirty five. Yeah,
0: that's not very. but that's um over uh off of uh just behind Barber Street and the next one over at Sturgeon. It's Sturgeon, on Sturgeon. thank
1: you. Yeah, it was a fish. That's yeah. why I said that. Yeah. Uh,
0: and, and this is from us doing this for <laughs> you know 12, 15 years or so on this. Yeah. Yeah. So I I know these, I know these places. Uh, um, And uh, so some of the voting centers you can get out to.
1: Open seven to seven on election day. There you go. Please go vote. This is your, you can have a great influence in a small turnout election such as this.
0: And I did something I shouldn't have done there. You cut us off. No, no, no. We're still good. I just, you, you got to hear the little harp sound uh, as I'm, uh, Uh, moving some stuff around here real quick you've been listening to uh yeah i know computer computer's telling me uh, i can't do what i want to do here um you have been listening to kzsm.org true community radio uh we the people will be back with you again next uh Next Friday night. Friday night with Kara is coming up in just a minute. As soon as I was told the episode was here, and it's not. So give me a second. I'm going to get you some music. Then I'll get you loaded up, uh, Carol, uh, once I get this thing to quit uh, hollering at me here. Uh, There we go. I think I'm good now. Uh, And I am sorry for... Getting off track here, folks. And uh, make sure you get out and uh, look and see. We've got constitutional amendments tomorrow that you can vote on anywhere. But uh, the uh, specific uh, race that we are talking about here is place four, SMCISD. So uh, double check and make sure that you are in the right district. KZSM.org, True Community Radio, will be uh Friday Night with Care is coming up in just a few minutes, and uh, we'll be back with you next week. Thanks a lot, folks, for tuning in tonight. Have a good weekend. Stay hydrated and uh, get out there. uh, See about some yard sales in the morning. Go meet some of your neighbors and uh, remind them about Election Day.